Purpose, a podcast that highlights the unique stories of professionals that pivoted their careers to align with their work lives and personal lives more purposefully and with more joy. Pivot with Purpose is hosted by Megan Hull, a globally accredited career and business coach and creator of the Megan Hull Method. Welcome back to the Pivot with Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Megan Hull, and in this episode, we talk to Christy Hurt, human resources consultant, independent executive recruiter for luxury fashion, beauty, and wellness brands, and founder of the professional networking group, The Collab. Thank you for listening to Pivot with Purpose with host Megan Hull. You can find out more information about each guest, including full transcripts at pivotwithpurposepodcast.com. And if you'd like to share your own Pivot with Purpose, click on the share button and add your story to the conversation. Finally, be sure to subscribe and share your comments wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Your support amplifies our voice. And now, this week's episode. Before launching Christy Hurt Consulting in 2009, Christy spent many years managing human resources activities for luxury group leader LVMH, which includes iconic brands such as Celine, Dior, Fendi, Givenchy, and Louis Vuitton. When the 2020 pandemic hit, Christy launched an accessible, inclusive, subscription-based networking community platform called The CoLab. She launched this to really connect with industry professionals all over the world, hosting virtual cafes on various topics, monthly panel talks with industry experts. And also, she has a podcast called The CoLab Career Stories, which gives visibility to members while educating listeners on a thriving industry. The collab is something you can find on Slack and provides opportunity for finding jobs and networking all through the industries. Christy Hurd, welcome to the Pivot with Purpose podcast. Thank you for being with us here today. Hi, Megan. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's so great to do this. Of course. Yes. Long time coming, bringing the forces together here. And I have to say, start off with some real talk. Okay, are we sick of the word pivot yet? Or can we just keep the hype going around this word, please? Because I know you love this word too. <laughs> <laughs> I think people really do like the pivot. So okay, I think we good. should keep using it. All right. I was getting nervous. I saw someone hating on it on Insta. I was like, no, you can't. It's the name of my podcast. I'm not allowing that. And, <laughs> you know, pivots, life is pivots. We're always pivoting. So, you know, good. Glad we're on the same page there. Yes. So to give our listeners a little inside scoop, Christy and I have known each other for many years, sharing our time working together during my time at Louis Vuitton while you were leading on the HR side some of the most prestigious LVMH businesses. So here we are full circle together again, both supporting our own communities, podcasts, bringing top talent to fashion, beauty, retail. I just love our journeys. I love how much synergy we have. And I'm so excited to share your story and also hit some hot button topics out there around the many passions that we share. So are you ready to dive in? Yes, that was such a great intro. Let's do it. Oh, perfect. Wonderful. Well, so from early on in your career to building Christy 
Hurt Consulting. Tell us a little bit about some of those like top career pivot highlights as you stepped into retail fashion industry. Very much like me, I know you started off in stores, which is so valuable. Yeah. So tell us about that. Yeah. So I actually had a part-time job at a retail store in college. I went to University of Texas and I was pre-med and had plans to go to med school and worked after school. I had my classes in the morning and then I would go to my retail job, which was a store in Austin, Texas called By George. And that's where I really first learned about retail, wholesale, buying, selling, and got a little taste of fashion there. We had amazing brands, designer and contemporary brands, both ready-to-wear footwear, jewelry, accessories, handbags. So it was a really great introduction to the fashion world at a very young age. Mm-hmm. And when I did a study abroad program my junior year in Spain, I realized that I really wanted to see more of the world. And I knew that if I continued on that path of med school, I'd probably end up in Texas where it was more affordable. And I decided to actually switch my major to Spanish, which was my first pivot. And I got my degree mm-hmm. and instead moved to New York City where I started working in fashion. So that mm-hmm. was my first big pivot. And then I know within that, you came to New York and worked within stores, right? I did. For pretty prestigious with Kate Spade, yeah, correct? That's, yeah, yeah, that's right. So I yeah. moved to New York not knowing a single soul, had no real plan. And the only experience I really had other than waiting tables was retail. So I thought I'll start out in retail and then I'll figure it out from there. And I wouldn't describe myself as a diehard fashion person at all. I think I like working with creative people. I think there were a number of different industries that I could have found myself in, but I didn't really have a lot of business mentors in my life at that point. So I didn't really know what the options were. So I was very lucky that I found a copy of Women's Wear Daily and circled an ad in the back, which was for an assistant manager role at Kate Spade. And I literally faxed my resume. This was 1998. And I got a call the same day. Fax machine. I got a call the same day from the manager and they brought me in and I interviewed and they were just so excited to find someone with a college degree who had sold Kate Spade handbags before because we had them at by George knew the brand wanted Mm -hmm. to work in the stores. You know, it was a busy holiday season. This was sort of the peak Kate Spade. I mean, I know it's a bigger brand now, but this was with the original founders. We had only a few stores at the time and it was still a very cool, I would say it was the peak of Kate Spade coolness. You know, my clients were like Gwyneth Paltrow and Bill Murray and you know, like people were just coming in, you know, gosh, I keep thinking Elaine, but Julia Louis-Dreyfus was like oh, a yeah. customer. Oh yeah, Seinfeld. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, yeah. it was so fun being 22 years old and working in Soho, New York City as mm-hmm. a girl growing up in Texas and getting to meet and interact and engage with all these celebrities and sell Kate's made bags to them. So it was really, really fun. Yeah. I was lucky that I got to work really closely with the corporate teams I got promoted really quickly to be the manager and then the regional manager of stores. I was overseeing three stores. And then we started opening stores when Neiman Marcus bought half the company. So I started to travel and open stores and be a part of that team to recruit, train, and develop the new teams in Boston, Manhasset, Greenwich, San Francisco, Chicago, and so on. So I got Mm -hmm. this incredible experience working for this really fast-growing, hot brand and decided eventually that I really wanted to pursue a career in HR. 
And what was that pivot like for you and stepping in stores and then getting into, quite frankly, I think sometimes people sitting in a GM role or a multi-unit role are like, how do I get into corporate, quote unquote, or have a passion for people, staffing talent? And it makes sense to maybe seamlessly then get into the side of it where you are just focusing on the the people and the, the staffing piece. So tell us about what brought you to LVMH and now you're leading your own consulting firm, which yeah. is incredible. So yeah. it was really hard to make that transition from being a store manager and a regional manager of stores to a corporate HR role. And Mm -hmm. it also happened sort of relatively soon after 9-11 when a lot of companies were not hiring. But I figured if I kept certain things the same, meaning same industry, work for a company that does a lot of hiring for retail, which is where my experience was, even though I didn't technically have corporate HR experience, that I might be able to make that transition – I ended up pursuing an MBA and I was doing a part-time MBA while continuing to work full-time as a way to build my skill set and also add credentials and kill some time waiting for the economy to pick up. And so that was really helpful for me. And I was very, very lucky that finally a role opened up. I just applied directly online to LVMH. I didn't know anyone there. I didn't have a warm connection or anything. And I was really Mm -hmm. lucky that they called me and they interviewed me because They ended up hiring me and I was able to rotate through a bunch of different HR roles there from learning and development, recruitment, employee relations, generalist. I worked on everything from performance management to recruiting teams across all business groups. I eventually did move to the fashion division where I met you Mm -hmm. and worked as an HR generalist at Louis Vuitton. And I would say that after, you know, five years there, I felt like I'd really learned the business of HR and fashion and made tons of contacts. I'd always wanted to have my own business. I had since met someone, started a family. And so after having my first two kids, which were twins in 2007, I decided to leave LVMH in 2008. I did go back for nine months after my maternity leave. And that was a good experience too. I really wanted to see what it was like working full time while having kids at home with a nanny. I really decided at that point in my life that I wanted to start my own business. I wanted more um, control over my schedule. I wanted Mm -hmm. to consult and I wanted more freedom to work from home. So I left Louis Vuitton, started Chrissy Hart Consulting, where I offer HR consulting, retained search, and also candidate coaching services for people working on their job search strategy and needing help with their resume and their LinkedIn and their storytelling of their career. I love it. So from stores to running your own thing. I feel like the common theme here too is following your passion for people wanting to hopefully make a difference in this industry. What's been the most favorite job that you've held? Why? Is it what you're doing now? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. I mean, I feel very lucky to have worked with such talented, creative, fun people. I mean, Kate Spade, five years, LVMH, five years. And now I've been on my own, you know, going on 13 or 14 years now, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that when you make the choice to have children, I now have three kids, I have 14 year old twins and almost 11 year old. So, you know, if you want to be active in your kid's life, and you don't want to be at a job every day from eight to eight, which is kind of like the minimum sort of expectation, especially when you calculate in your commuting time, I mean, I talk to people all the time in the industry who work in corporate jobs still to this day, and they're working, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15 hour days, coming home, even if they come home for dinner, they're logging back in at eight or nine o'clock at night. And and that's just not the lifestyle that I wanted. You know, I think that New York City, especially can be a little bit of a grind. And I do work Mm -hmm. really hard. 
But I always was of this mindset that I wanted to, you know, work hard, have fun, take time off, have a healthy balance, get good sleep, you know, spend good time with family and friends. You know, I mean, isn't that what it's all about at the end of the day? So for me, making the most money and working the most hours was not the goal. (laughs) It was really. No, I love that. Yeah. Right. And I feel like going into this year, I mean, even after the pandemic, it's not after when it started, I should say, took a good look at what we were doing. And we'll get into this topic a little bit later, but people now leaving and evaluating where they are in life and wanting more, wanting different, wanting more balance. As we both know, it's not easy in the retail space. And I'm sure that the past two years have challenged so many stores and people out there wearing the masks now and just all the things that we deal with. So finding that balance and knowing what you want in life and having clarity and alignment is so important. And I know as you work with so many brands and various functions in a lot of high profile candidates and executive leadership roles, what would you say is the one thing everyone should be focused on now as they consider making a meaningful career pivot? Well, I mean, I think that following your passion is so important. And and I think that if we find a career path that aligns with our values, our passions, our interests, then we're always going to be excited to do the work that we do. And that really mm-hmm. does show through. And that could also include working for a brand that you really believe in, whether it's a brand with a strong sustainability mission or a product that is really useful and that's changing people's lives. I think that people really do want to pivot into careers that have purpose. And whether you're helping mm-hmm. people you feel like you're doing meaningful work in some capacity or you're working for a brand that has a mission that does that. I think those are all things that a lot of people have started to realize are actually really important to them because we spend so much time working. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing all of that and for your career pivot story and in the the heart and spirit of this podcast. I love to put my guests on the spot to ask you a yes or no question, and then we kind of leave a little cliffhanger. So I'm going to ask you yes or no, and then we'll go to a quick break. So do you remember the moment you wanted to create the collab and bring that to life? Yes. And with that, we will be going to a quick break and pick things up when we get back. Perfect. Okay, Christy, so before the break, you said yes. Tell us about that moment that brought the idea of the collab to life. Yeah, I remember it so well. It was March 2020, and all of my clients had called me right after the pandemic really hit New York, and they all put their job searches on hold. No one knew what was happening. Companies started to Mm -hmm. lay off and furlough employees. A lot of people in the industry had never even heard of the word furloughed, didn't even know what that meant. They weren't communicating with their teams. They didn't know if they were going to get their job back or when. They weren't being paid So people were freaking out. And Mm -hmm. I had a conversation with a friend and mentor of mine who's also a collab member now. Her name is Elisa Licht. And she has her own community that she is running called Leave Your Mark. And she said, I think you should start a community. And I didn't even really know what that meant. I mean, obviously, I understand communities. And I'm a part of many different communities from my parenting community to my school communities of my kids schools. And, you know, but I never really had a very strong professional community. And so, 
she said, just start, you know, a Google group and basically think of it as creating a living room for people to join and connect and, and share ideas. And so I did that and it was a complete disaster in some ways and a huge success in other ways, which. What? I loved getting 175 emails. Yes, it was so awesome though. I <laughs> yeah, I was there. April. I'm like, Christy, sign I'm me so up. I'm so glad you were one of our original members because yes. you yeah. saw the whole transition from the Google group mm-hmm. where we had, I think, almost 2,000 people join overnight and dozens yeah. and dozens of emails that were coming into the inbox every single day of people making their introductions. And, you know, and I mm-hmm. think that the great thing about that experience for people was that they were able to see very quickly the kind of access that you and I both have to this incredible network of talent in our industry and so many successful people in all different functions who have worked for major yeah. brands all over the world. And these are the people that we get to engage with and, and, and learn from really every single day. And yeah. it was because of that, that some of the people who I had never even met before joined and said, I want to help you build this. And I see the potential. And this can be so much more than a Google group. And, you know, some of those early people, you know, Danielle and Natalie Mm -hmm. helped us build what the collab is today. And so we created, you know, an internal Slack communication tool, we created a calendar with events, we were doing four to six live events every single week in the first year, we created the collab career stories podcast where our members share their career stories, we started to do workshops, we were doing clubhouse talks every week as well. So, you know, anything that mm-hmm. we could to engage with members wherever they were and also get them exposure. We created a weekly newsletter where we highlight our events, a member of the week, whoever we're featuring in our podcast every week. So we built all these tools very quickly with a team of, frankly, volunteers who just yeah. believed in it and wanted to help me build it. And I'm so grateful to those people because. I certainly did not know how to do all of those things myself. And we just figured it out. And the stuff that we didn't know how to do, we learned. Yeah. And now it's this amazing, like you said, all the offerings that you have. And you kind of answered this question, but maybe to share a little bit more. What do you think could somebody really benefit from in joining the collab? Who is this networking group for? Is it just for retail, fashion individuals? Why sign up? Tell us us all about that. I always say that the collab is a professional networking community for anyone who works or wants to work in fashion, beauty, wellness, or retail. So this could be anyone from a high school student, a college student, an early career professional, mid-career professional, or a senior level executive in any function who works for brands essentially. And they could also work for PR agencies or events agencies, or they could be entrepreneurs starting their own brands. And, you know, I would say that most people in the collab are employed in some fashion. They're Mm -hmm. either starting their Mm -hmm. own thing, they're employed for a big major brand, or sometimes they're between jobs. Sometimes they are starting, you know, to, to hire for their own teams So people who join the collab come to build a professional network of like-minded individuals all over the world to expand their network to either hire people, find jobs, get clients, get advice. And it's a real mix between 
people who are self-employed and employed at brands big and small. So no matter what you're looking for, it is a great way to come in and have an immediate community of people. And I think that when I started it, one of my fears was what if the caliber of person that I want doesn't come? And Mm. the funny thing that I've realized is that everyone who joins is the caliber of person that I wanted because Mm. in order to join and see the value in joining a professional networking community like this, you have to be really high achieving and understand how important networking is. So everyone who joins and is willing to actually come to events, be featured on our podcast, you know, be featured in our newsletter. You know, those are the people who are going to make connections and get what they're looking for, which ultimately could be jobs or clients or get to the next level in their career. So we do so much, but at the end of the day, it really is about getting to that next level in your career. Yeah, I love that. And you sort of answered it. But I mean, you and I obviously are so passionate about this. And something I really took to heart, too, as we jumped into, you know, the past couple of years of expanding my own network beyond just what I was doing at my desk here and recruiting, but really starting to put myself out there and ask people for conversations. And why do you think it is so important to have a strong networking group around you and maybe sharing some keys to building those lasting relationships across the industry? Because it's not just like a plug and click on LinkedIn like let's connect or oh can I pick your brain (laughs) it's way beyond that I think having a strong group around you is so important but also there's kind of a secret sauce to like building those relationships what's your take on that I think that some of the themes that have come up in the collab over the last year or two are that you really need to be networking every day that networking needs to be part of your daily routine like a skincare routine and Mm -hmm. you need to start doing it when you don't need anything and that's the thing I think some people make that Mm. mistake of joining something like this when they need a job. And that's really the wrong time to start. The right time is today. And you can also start by offering to help other people. Because I think by helping other people, by asking yourself, what do I have to offer? You can actually build relationships and those people really will want to one day help you. And even if you don't need anything at that time, if someone is looking for something and you have a contact, and if you're in the collab and you have access to our Slack, you'll see that people are posting things like, does anyone know a factory that does X, Y, or yep. Z? Or does anyone know a buyer from this specific retailer? Um, really trying to get in touch with someone. And if you do happen to know that person, that buyer, and you can put them in touch through a warm introduction, and then they end up getting that conversation, whether that buyer buys their product or not. The fact that you made that introduction Mm -hmm. to them might take you two seconds, but they're going to always remember you. So it's really about helping other people. And also the key to happiness is in being useful. So by helping other people with whatever it is they need, you will end up feeling better about yourself and happier and more productive. And so it's this sort of circle of life and helping other people ultimately ends up helping ourselves. 
I love it. It's such beautiful advice. And I will tell you, too, for some of the talks that you've done and, and the featured guests that you have to share their industry insights, coaches and, and beyond. I'll tell you, I think that's how I met Coach Karen and one of like taking on a coach to get myself through some foundational things going into pandemic was like an amazing talk that she gave. And, and you see somebody that really resonates with you and you reach out and you're like, hey, I love what you just said. Or that was a great article that you just written or giving a compliment. That's also a great way to start a conversation as well. I know you really highlight some tremendous individuals, and I'm excited to see what 2022 has up your yeah. sleeve. So we'll yeah. get there. I mean, every time <laughs> yeah. I meet someone who I think has something really interesting to say or to share, I do ask mm-hmm. them to collaborate and do something for the collab. And we're a member-led group. So anyone who joins and wants yeah. to share or contribute or get some visibility, teach a workshop, do a panel, do a talk, whatever, even if it's just interviewing one of our special guests, I'm always open to our members coming in and leading. And that can yeah. often result in that. other people seeing them and reaching mm-hmm. out, like you said, and building mm-hmm. a relationship. So many of our members in the first year I have seen them meet people and move on to working on different projects and different companies together. There's so many communities and so many coaches. We've had several executive coaches that have come and found all their clients through the collab and other people who have started their own communities doing whatever it is that they do best. And members of ours have all joined and gone there and continue to also engage in the collab, which is amazing. And I always had this kind of attitude of like the more the merrier and like we're all here to help each other. It's not a competition. No. It's really all about like, you know, the more success around us just breeds more success. Thank you for sharing all of that. And right, we all have unique talents and that's what our superpowers are. We are all unique. Well, as we wind up our conversation, definitely a hot topic that I know you and I could probably talk for days about, but we don't have that much time. So maybe we can dive into company cultures, retail industry burnout, the great resignation, or now I heard it as we need to call it the great reshuffle. So whatever you call it, it's a hot topic. I saw 60 Minutes did an entire segment on this massive wave of resignation. Why do you think so many people are leaving their jobs, some without having anything lined up? And also, too, from your perspective, what can we be doing better brands otherwise to be creating these desirable workplaces? So kind of like a two part question there for you. Yeah, it's really tough. I think also these frontline workers are getting burnt out, whether they're doctors and nurses or they're retail associates or they're working in customer service roles, but they're consumer facing roles or even in restaurants. Those people are exhausted. Mm -hmm. They are tired. They can't wear a mask anymore. Sometimes they're tired of it. They're getting sick. People are realizing that there are other ways to make money and there are other places to live that are safer and less expensive than the big cities. And New York is back and New York is better than ever. And there are some people who will never leave and they love it. But there are other people who've decided to move upstate or move to the Midwest or move back to their hometown or go to the South or go somewhere that's warm. You know, all kinds of people are reevaluating what they want out of life at Mm -hmm. this time where they just want to be safe at home with their families with enough money to support themselves. But, you know, when restaurants and theaters and many other cultural things that we 
live in cities for are closed, you really start to wonder, why am I living in this small right. apartment? Convenience. <laughs> yeah. You're like, why well, you can have more space outdoors, you know? Yeah. And so I think that a lot of people during that time changed their lifestyles and then realized, hey, I kind of like this, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of companies started to realize that they could actually have their employees working remotely and they could actually save money by not paying for certain office spaces and requiring people to commute in every day. And so I think companies are starting to be a little bit more creative about the way that they're working in order to keep their employees safe and maybe meeting every once in a while when it's possible, but not every day in the office. I do think though that in the luxury fashion world, um, especially if you're working with product directly, or if a majority of your population is in stores, it can be very, very tricky to transition to this fully remote working environment because, right. you know, the stores, people obviously need to be in stores helping customers. Customers are coming back into the stores. Some people still do want to physically be in a store and mm-hmm. the corporate teams are just a very small percentage of that overall population and they want to be supportive yeah. of the teams. And so in an effort to keep things Fair, I have definitely seen some companies requiring people to come back into the office at least four days a week, if not every day. So I do think it's a bit of a challenge. And I think we see some of those people saying, hey, I don't really want to do this anymore. And, you know, especially if they live with family or kids that are too young to be vaccinated or immune compromised people, we see people leaving jobs because actually, this was sort of an unexpected thing for me to see. Consumers are shopping, people are buying, companies are doing great. The economy has actually been on fire the last couple of years. Interest rates were very low. Real estate was going through the roof as everyone was looking to change. The home industry was on fire. So people were definitely shifting to slightly different industries or slightly different categories that were performing really well, even if something like fashion design or ready to wear was like maybe not doing as well. Or maybe people weren't buying lipstick because they're wearing masks all the time, but eye makeup and fake eyelashes and, you know, eyebrow. Right, looking good under the mask, yes. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So it's weird to see how this pandemic has made certain things really catch on and other things have been down a little bit. But I think that in general, my point is with a lot of people working remotely, companies are actually saving money, especially if they weren't tied into a long lease or something. They were saving money on real estate, on the physical office space. And then they were able to spend that on other things like perks and more salary for their employees and things like that. So it's been a confusing time for the job market. Everyone's saying it's still very much an employee's market. Mm -hmm. The employee can really ask for what they want. And if they don't get it, they can get it somewhere else. But it still does require those candidates to be top-notch candidates who are qualified for those jobs. Right. Yep. So it takes knowing what you want, making sure things are in alignment, brands, being flexible, and just finding that job that fits you and feels right. And I know for anyone listening, Christy, with all your services, uh, looking for a job, consulting, maybe having some coaching, I would love for you to share how someone can connect and engage with you, the collab, for their conversations, and, and to be able to work with another industry-leading recruiter, HR consultant, all the things Christy Hurt. So how can we find you? How can we sign up for Collab? Where's the best place to reach you for everything that you're doing? Yeah. Thank you for asking. So people email me all the time with their resumes, and I always respond with, join the Collab. The Collab Mm -hmm. is a very inclusive, accessible, very affordable way 
to get to know me and my network and to eventually get what you're looking for, which is to get ahead in your career, to find jobs, to meet people who will help you find your next job and the one after that and the one after that. So jointhecolab.com, which is with one L. So jointhecolab.com. Sign up to be a member. If you sign up in January, you can use the code KICKSTART2022 for a special annual rate. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Consulting, and also join the collab with one L and DM me there. I will respond to DMs. My LinkedIn is completely maxed out. I Do know, you have we're maxed. <laughs> yes, we you're like, to- you can only follow me. <laughs> I don't know so, why they have a yeah. 3,000 connection limit. So it's very frustrating. I can't yeah. add new people to my network and I'm not quite sure what the point of that is. So we'll have to talk about that somewhat lo- offline. But, you know, you can message me on LinkedIn, but I can't add you to my network. So you can follow me on Instagram. You can join the collab where you can meet me every week live and yes. ask your questions. And and frankly, it's such a great opportunity to come and ask all of your questions, meet people, get exposure and all of that. So I hope that yeah. people listening who don't know about the collab will join. Well, now they know. And yes, I I feel like you also share so many great things on Instagram. So there are a lot of wonderful ways to connect. And honestly, I feel like we could have a week's worth of conversations, but I know we're a shorter form of podcast over here. So everyone to keep the conversation going and to stay connected to Christy, we'll definitely put everything in the show notes. But like she said, sign up for the collab. You will not be sorry. Stay tuned for more incredible guests talks, coffee chats, mentoring programs. I mean, all the things I know you have to come. And I hope for some of those new members out there, maybe we'll get from listening to the podcast. Come say hi, message Christy. Be sure to connect with her on social media. And thank you so much, Christy, for sharing all your incredible industry insights. And I'm so excited to see what is to come and to have more meaningful conversations with you in the future around the industry we love so much. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Megan. This was a pleasure. I really appreciate it. Yes, of course. It is time for another Megan Hool Method tip of the week. This week, I want to give you my expert industry tips on three simple steps you can take on the path to finding your perfect job. From tuning into this podcast, you may have heard a time or two about my own career pivots. What I am most proud of in managing through 2020, spending 10 years in an executive recruitment function, which I'm still doing today, yet in the pandemic, I took the moment to thrust myself into a master career coaching program through the World Coaching Institute and ICF, adding an ACC coaching accreditation to my offering. Blending my two offerings together, I am coining myself as the one-stop shop for all things career and personal development. I can help you find a job, and I can also coach you to be your best self as you navigate this delicate process. As a full-time executive recruiter working with luxury brands in retail, corporate, and wholesale, I get to work with many clients all over North America looking to hire talent, so one could say I know what hiring authorities are looking for, so much so that my tips and coaching programs can extend across any industry no matter what type of pivot you are looking for. The same steps apply. So with that, get your pen and paper ready. Here are my three tried and true steps you can take to find your perfect job at any stage in your career. Step one, get really clear on what you wanna do in your next role, what you could do with full confidence and what you actually do not want to do. 
sit down and make a list on a piece of paper and write all these things out. It is so helpful. This will help to flush out your why as you pivot to that next purposeful role where you can really leverage your superpowers to ensure job satisfaction. Step two, it's time to research the companies or brands you would love to align yourself with and ask yourself, what about these companies excite me? Maybe talk to some people who work for those companies and find out what's a company culture like? Why do they love working there? The worst thing you can do is make a career move and find yourself working with people that are not aligned with your core values or how you like to be managed or led. Step three, I want you to visualize your perfect day on the job and then write out a job description for yourself. Think about what am I doing in this job? Who am I working with? Who am I being when I'm in this role? What does the environment look like? To visualize and manifest your perfect job is a pretty powerful exercise that works. The more clear and articulate you can be on what you want to do next, the more confidence you'll have to take the action steps needed to secure the right networking contacts, rock the interview process, and land in your dream job. Wherever your pivot leads you, studies have shown having a sense of purpose directly relates to living a longer and happier life. Who doesn't want that, right? So when we are sharing our unique gifts with others, we feel useful, appreciated, and validated. Think about what you're best at, what you enjoy doing, and how you can put those together to pivot with purpose as you navigate your next career move. I hope you found this tip helpful and stay tuned for more Megan Full Method tips this season. Pivot with Purpose with host Megan Hull is a Fashion Consort production and part of the FC Podcast Network. It is produced and directed by Phil, a.k.a. Corinne. And a special thank you to Spencer Powell for our theme music. Learn more at pivotwithpurposepodcast.com and be sure to follow us on Instagram at pivotwithpurpose underscore podcast.